I think some of the best ones are just like when we get to go to very like rural indigenous communities that are like really hard to get to. Like some of them are like a one lane road in the mountains. Like this is kind of cool to see like those, especially like the youth, they really love like when other indigenous people can make the trip out to their communities to come perform. I think that's like the most uh, gratifying performances. Hello, welcome to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. I'm your host, Leah Lem. And I'm your other host, Cole Primo. So Native Lights is, at its core, a place for Native folks to tell their stories. Each week, we have conversations with great guests, including healers, language warriors, water protectors. The list goes on, and we're hearing about their gifts, how they realized those gifts, and how they are now sharing them with their community and a lot more. And we continue our mission to amplify Native voices today. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Cole, how you doing this week? Good. Um, You know, it's a new week and we're starting it out and I'm really glad to be (laughs) doing this. You know, it it really gets me going. Yeah, that's awesome. But uh, how are you doing? I'm good. Um, Just staying warm. I feel like life really slows down in the winter and I feel like I feel like I'm going I'm just moving so slowly. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's like, you know how molecules like slow down when it becomes colder and colder and colder? I feel like I do that. Mm-hmm. Like my energy and my body must be some sort of thermodynamics thing. I don't know what. I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm out of my element a little bit there, but I feel like that energy is reflected in my person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, we're doing well. Yeah. Are you making any music? I've been creating some a jingle for a, a new project at my other full-time gig. Um, Ooh. <laughs> you know, just like a nice newsy sounding intro to a like an update on, you know, the pandemic. So like a Yeah, there's going to be a little bit of that. Something like that. But also like a little, you know, it's going to be the acoustic flavored of course of course um, yes it is called primo <laughs> that, yeah of course that and trying to you know round out there's this one song i've been working on for like five years now it seems i don't know it takes me a long time to finish songs so hopefully we'll finish that one up soon and get some more going because i really want to do like a self-made album self-recorded album here soon we'll see hey things keep coming up you know and then the music has to like kind of just take a seat back you know yeah hopefully get to that soon how about you a little bit here a little bit there a little something little little splash here and there but it's hard yeah i don't know feeling kind of like my molecules are buzzing pretty slowly (laughs) (laughs) to get get back to that it is weird because you i feel like it's strange being so busy and somewhat stressed and you don't even need to leave your house anymore for that to happen (laughs) Just getting so much done, but you're still like in your comfy clothes. But I don't know. It's it's a weird time. Yeah, like my schedule's totally different. Like right now I wake up, I get work done, and then I get ready for the day. <laughs> and then I get a bit more work done. And I hang out with my kid when he gets mm-hmm. home from school. And then I get some more work done. And it's just so weird. Mm-hmm. It's like work and life just are woven together. I don't mind having to get up couple minutes before work at this point now that's, that's good. <laughs> awesome doesn't take too long to log in anyways keep going 
Well, I was just going to segue into our show today. Um, today on Native Lights, we are talking artistry. We actually have a musician on the show, plus hoop dancer, powwow dancer, performer, uh, father, spouse, all of those good things. So we're talking artistry, culture, and family, and of course, how our guest is sharing his gifts with others. Sam Sachi Samson. Ooh. Sam Sachi is an artist in many, many respects, and he has been since a young age. Like I said, he's a performer, powwow and hoop dancer, and musician. Um, he's lived in several places around the U.S. He, recently, he was in Minneapolis and has been there for a couple years, but he has recently moved up to Grand Rapids with his family. So that's awesome. I have new awesome neighbors. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I did meet Sam and his partner, Fawn, in Minneapolis through New Native Theater a couple years ago. And I think you might remember them too, Cole. She was in one of our plays, right? Yes. So we wrote <laughs> a 10-minute musical and Fawn Sampson played the lead character. So mm -hmm. she's a good, she's a great singer. And so they're just mm -hmm. like really cool people to talk to. So we will talk with her next week. So hooray for like the couple. Yeah. <laughs> the couple, couple episodes. How about that? There we go. There we go. <laughs> Let's see. Here he is. Hey, can you hear me? Yes. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> Hi, Sam Sachi. How are you doing? Hey, how's it going? I'm doing pretty well. So can you please introduce yourself for us? Yeah, um, my name is Sam Soji Gotcha Sampson. I am uh, Seneca and Muskogee Creek. I'm currently residing in uh, Grand Rapids, uh, Minnesota. I um, moved up here with uh, my wife, Vaughn, and we have our little boy with us up here. Mm -hmm. And we are just trying to navigate this pandemic with the rest of the world. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and to go off a little bit more on that, uh, how are you and your family doing during the whole pandemic? I think we've been doing really well. Um, uh, Fonda and I are both pretty, we like to keep to ourselves, but being artists, we kind of have that yearning to go out and perform and be among people. So like, it's kind of like an interesting being stuck at home and trying to figure out like how we can keep our, our, our artistic selves alive and uh, finding new outlets. And our new house um because we just got a house so it's kind of cool um we we painted a mural on the one of the walls so it kind of like matches more of our flavor and our um, aesthetics so it's kind of so i've been like practicing murals now <laughs> <laughs> nice mm -hmm. so i was like well i could change it up like every few months and then we just keep it fresh keep rotating them and then like until like oh, we nice. can go outside again and be amongst people <laughs> this is how i stay practiced See, that's nice. I tried painting once in our house in St. Paul and it like I'm not a visual artist, but <laughs> it didn't look great. And I was like, I should not have done this, but at least it's on my own mm -hmm. wall. <laughs> I mean, that's like the fun part about it, too, is because it was like our own place now. So we can do what we want to it without having to follow the rules of the apartment or the landlord. So it's 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 been a lot of fun. Well, that's really cool. So, Sam, I've seen you on stage quite a few times now. Um, doing some acting and performing, especially with New mm -hmm. Native Theater. Um, and then, of course, you have videos online and on your website. You're a musician and hoop dancers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hoop dancer, sorry. One of the two of the Sampson brothers, and you, which is you and your brother, Lumhi. Mm -hmm. um, and you're both world-renowned dancers. And you've traveled all over the place, which is so cool. Um, and I saw you both did a TEDx oh, Minneapolis yep. presentation, yes. which is also cool. So the list is just like really long. I got your bio, which was <laughs> pretty extensive. Mm -hmm. um, so 
I was like, we're, we're going to fill this hour up. We're going to make sure we have stuff to pull from. So. I will clap to that. <laughs> so, Sam, can you talk a bit about your work? Just like maybe what you're doing nowadays. How about that? Okay, so like nowadays, we've kind of transitioned to more of doing a lot more of like teaching and um, educating rather than just doing shows just to do a show. So now we do a lot more in-depth far as like far as uh, the histories of the hoop dance and different power styles and then also how to do the regalia and then also like a lot more like inspirational and also like uh, how to involve culture into maintaining um, someone's mental health or mm. give them an outlet to express themselves in a cultural way and during this difficult time. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> that's kind of what we've been transitioned to now. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of interesting too, because I always considered myself a, a lifelong student. So I was like, when people asked me to teach them, I was like, wait, wait I, I'm not a master yet. I don't know what to teach. I'm still learning myself. I don't know everything there is to know yet. So like, mm -hmm. uh, but I'll show you what I do know right now. And then, but I guess that's what they're looking for nowadays. So it's like, all right, but I, I always consider myself a lifelong student, not really a master of anything yet, but I just do what I like to do and try to um, share that with uh, anyone else that wants to learn pretty much. Mm -hmm. And it also helps you learn what you've learned even more thoroughly, right? Kind of sharing your knowledge. Yeah. I was tell my students that too, when like, when I'm teaching them, I go, well, if you can help another student with you, it reinforces what you know. Mm -hmm. And then when you reinforce that, you can like push it further. If, uh, all right. So like, I know this pretty well enough. Now I like, let's try it this way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, that's so cool. So you're focusing more on teaching and sharing, um, mm -hmm. I, I, I presume, virtually. Yeah, yeah. So we do a lot of like distance stuff. And it is that is like a weird uh, experience, too. Um, I did uh, a performance for um, uh, the library, the Minnesota library um, uh, faculty. And it was kind of weird because I would do a song. And I would know, like, did I get disconnected? Is everybody there still? And then uh, so I'm like, am I still connected? And I like, ask people, and like, oh, yeah, that was great. Good applause. I was like, because there's no applause or anything. You're just like, done. And they're like, waiting for something to happen. And nothing happens. I'm like, all right, is everybody still there? <laughs> did they have video on? They did have video, but there's like, there was like, there was like 40 people in this oh. call. So you'd only see like, maybe like the moderator and a few others. And then like the rest of them are just uh, names on the chat chat box yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> should have just like a clap um thing you can hit click and then like yep, yeah clapping the hands all like thing. pop up <laughs> some way to get some feedback oh my goodness right yeah <laughs> i know because like as a performer like i really like love that audience performer like like energy transfer or um reaction where kind of like the energy goes back and forth and like the, like the more the crowd gets hyped up, the more I get hyped up, and then, mm -hmm. <laughs> but like that that energy is kind of missing. But like I was like, I can't wait to do in life events again. Oh, I know. <laughs> so uh, Sam Sochi, you're you were immersed in the arts growing up. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so that's a, a really cool story because uh, my mother and my grandmother had moved out from New York to uh, she was studying uh. Native American studies at Berkeley, and then later transitioned to um, nursing. And while she was there, they were supposed to have a housing, like student housing for like a family when they got there, but they didn't have that housing. So uh, my mom and her family and her sister, they ended up staying with a bunch of AIM members for like the first two weeks. Hmm. So AIM became like a big help for my mom and my grandmother to get established in California. And then later on, my mother had met our father, who was a 
the late Will Sampson. And then through them, my mom and him eventually got married. And then we moved to Southern California. So like, that's where I was born and raised. And then growing up, I got to uh, work in the film industry. I got to be on uh, Dr. Queen Medicine Woman. I uh, did a lot of background roles with, like on Deadly Ground with Steven Seagal, a few little music videos here and there. And then we did like small like background roles for other TV series. So yeah, it was really interesting. It was, it was a lot of fun and it was a unique uh, upbringing. Wait, Steven Seagal? Yeah, I got to meet him real briefly while we were on set. <laughs> that is amazing. Cole's a big fan. I used fan. to watch like his action, his action <laughs> movies back in the day. Yeah, definitely. Oh, he always looking really serious. Of course. <laughs> serious. But yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, so it was that. And then um, the way that our mom kept us involved with culture was through the powwows. Mm-hmm. And that was like, became a really big part of our upbringing too. So we part of a powwow group and then like a drum circle. So we would have like drum nights like every week. We'd go practice and learn different styles and then how to make regalia. And then because uh, LA was such a scene for uh, the film industry, a lot of like natives came from throughout Canada and North America. And that's how we learned hoop dance was a person from Canada came down that he needed a place to stay. So in exchange for letting us stay at a, a roommate we had in our trailer, um, he taught my brother and I how to hoop dance. Mm-hmm. And then that was a, a start of another unique journey too. Cause then once we learned how to hoop dance, we started out with five hoops and then, um, we perform on Venice Beach, did like the busking type thing. Uh, we would perform at a, uh, a random McDonald's like every Tuesday with this guy we knew that he he uh, he was a, a Ronald McDonald impersonator or a performer. Right, cool. So we would go with him like every Tuesday to a McDonald's and perform. And that was a lot of crazy. And then we, we just did, did the, the Powell Circuit up and down the West Coast. So that's where we got a lot of our start going into it. Mm, get your Tuesday chicken nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the nuggets we could eat, and then like at that time they gave us a bunch of uh, pogs, like the slimers and the pogs. Oh. <laughs> that sounds. They're speaking to me. That sounds like my generation. <laughs> we must be pretty close in age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so incredible. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers, with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today we're hearing from Samsoche Sampson, Muskogee Creek, and Seneca, who is an interdisciplinary artist currently living in Grand Rapids, Minnesota. So you've been dancing all your life, pretty much, it sounds like. Um, how'd you first realize that you'd go pro? I mean, it was interesting in, the, in that sense because, like, we've always been doing, like, um, educational shows for, like, schools, or elementary schools or grade schools. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like, we did that throughout, like, uh, North Dakota. And then it kind of, like, transitioned when we moved to Wisconsin. Because, um, so, in the Dells, the Ho-Chunks have what they call the Native American ceremonials that used to be at uh, a place called, like, Stand Rock. It was, like, along the river. And every summer, they would have uh, a nightly event where they would do, like, this uh, tourism show to um, exhibit the cultural performances of the area. And so, it was, like, mainly, like, a, a powwow-style um show with a lot of the styles and then we had um aztecs and then we had uh, a rodeo uh, trick roper like he mm-hmm. would come in and do dance like a spanish roper uh, and, and that was kind of cool and then we would be kind of like one of the finale acts with the hoop dance and then one of our specialties as uh, uh the samson family was that we would do a synchronized hoop dance with anywhere from like five to like 15 of us uh so that was like our main act and then then when we moved to new york that's um, kind of when it transitioned from just being like educational and a cultural performance into doing a indigenous fusion. And this is like around like 
2000, 2001. Because mm. like when we got back to New York, it was like summertime and our um, Seneca Nation had just opened up the, the casino in Niagara Falls and they were doing a summer music showcase. And, and then along the way, somehow our mom became friends with like a lot of people throughout Indian country and uh, Keith Sokola was performing. Mm. And that was kind of like when it really kind of like got the jump off there. And uh, Keith asked uh, our family to come perform while he was doing his set. And that was kind of fun. It was like really cool to dance to music other than just powwow music. And then we, we uh, because our mama had influenced us with different styles of dance that we knew how to find the rhythms or the melodies and different types of or different genres of music. So once you're able to find like the tempo or melody in it, you know how to move to different types of music. And that's what really like, um, Caught Keith's eye, and then the act after him was uh, another um, native R&B pop singer. Her name was Janet Michoni, and she was kind of had a big run back in the 2000, 2010, too, because so we would perform with her a lot. And that's uh, like her manager is like, yeah, the way you guys are able to incorporate and move to different genres of music is what really drew us to you guys. And you guys are like very versatile as far as like indigenous dancers go. So that's kind of like where we transitioned from just being uh, traditional to being this cool contemporary fusion type performers. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. So I know you, you most likely have a lot of these, but what have been some of the more memorable experiences you've had, you know, doing those performances? Doing those performances. So like that one was really memorable because it was like the first time. And then we've gotten to travel so many places. And like, I think some of the best ones is like when we get to go to very like, rural indigenous communities are like really hard to get to like some of them are like a one-lane road in the mountains like mm -hmm. in california or they're way out in the desert down in the southwest but it's kind of cool to see like those um especially like the youth they really love like when other indigenous people can make a trip out to their communities to come perform sure. i think that's like the most uh, gratifying performances and then and of course like, we get to do all these traveling to go uh see places like one of the more interesting one was um, I think it was in Germany. We were performing in a thousand-year-old church that was converted into a nightclub. That's crazy. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, I think my favorite ones are going to like the indigenous communities. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Holy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. So, so it sounds like you know family plays a big role in what you do. Can you talk a bit about passing culture and art to the next generation? Maybe with your child or other young ones? Yeah, um, that uh, kind of started like in Bismarck. My mom was uh, working with a Title IX program, like a JOM thing after school. And she was kind of like a cultural coordinator. And uh, like every once in a while, my brother and I would go and help her because sometimes it'd be like doing beadwork or uh, making traditional dream catchers, like in a, a good way. Uh, or, or And then like, it started evolving to my mom would start teaching um, power classes like after so we do like 20 minutes of crafts and then like the, the last 40 minutes we do like uh, power style dancing and, and that kind of really like, sparked an interest in the kids and it kind of like gave them that fulfilling their identity in a sense it gave them an outlet to to have something that they could be proud of and that's kind of where it started and then when we uh, moved back here to minnesota i had the chance to work with uh, kids from the shakopee community and it was really cool to see them because when the when the kids really learn it and they really grasp it, you can see them like blossom and start opening up. Uh, There's two students of mine that really like had uh, words from like their teachers and their parents, like they're like a completely different person. Like they'll talk more in class, they'll participate more. 
And two of them actually like, even did it for their um, school's talent show, which was like really like made me very proud to see them take it and hold it as a part of like who they are now. So it's it's kind of a cool way to watch them and give them something to be proud of. Wonderful. Awesome. So you, you touched on this earlier, but how has art making been for you during the pandemic? You know, you talked about your work kind of evolving, changing. Definitely been a challenge to navigate of. So like for one thing, everything has to be done distantly, like doing the Zoom thing and how mm-hmm. to transition doing art or performance to videos, which is kind of interesting. So I've learned a lot of filmmaking on my own, right? To go out. So like whether we like the the background right now of me is like from the headwaters up uh, for the Mississippi. So we'd go around getting like stock footage that we can make our own videos and start um, editing our own stuff. So that's kind of been a bit challenge, and but it's been a fun challenge because I, I like uh, working on the computer, and so we do a lot of our own like video editing and mm-hmm. filming. And um, and my brother he got into um, using a drone, so we went out to um, Artist Point. So we had our regalia on and we were performing on there. And so like we would take turns flying a drone while one of us was dancing. So it made to get some really cool shots. And it's been a cool um, adaptation journey in that sense. And yeah, so that's, that's been a lot of fun part of uh, the distance aspect of it too. So it's kind of, it was interesting because we get out there in the park and people are like, oh, you guys like filming the movie or anything? You're like, uh, nope, we're just uh, making our own movies, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. So Speaking of your own movies, where can we find your work? Oh, uh, yeah. So a lot of our stuff is on YouTube and then also with some of the affiliates. So like we did this uh, short, like three and a half minute um, uh, documentary highlight on us. And that's on YouTube, too. That was like PBS. So um, look up If Cities Could Dance, Minneapolis, you find the Samson Brothers. And then also uh, TEDx Talks, Minneapolis. I think the title of the TEDx series for that one was Shift, and then we'll pop up on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the two big ones, and then we did a lot of little stuff. Uh, it was funny because uh, uh, this past weekend they had the World Championship Poop Dances for the Herd, but they did it virtually, so it was all videos, and they did like an hour-long presentation on Saturday. And it was funny because after that ended, uh, my brother and I's TEDx talk popped up and I'm like, oh, I forgot we did that. But I changed it real quick because I don't like to listen to my voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I know what you mean. Yeah. But you will listen to this though, right? Yeah, I'll listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> when we interview somebody, I'll hear about it like maybe a month later. Like, oh, I finally listened. <laughs> like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have to listen right away though I have to listen mm-hmm. to my own yeah. voice right away <laughs> I, I know if I'm working on a project I'll listen to myself to know where it's it's sounding a little funky but if not I'm like yeah. oh, I'd rather not listen to it <laughs> <laughs> or if you can't do anything about it it's like right, oh, yeah. it's out there it's <laughs> that's so funny so you're talking about that if cities could dance I remember seeing that you know, a couple of years ago and you guys were, you know, all over the place. How has it been since that was released and you guys, you know, were so widely shown on social media? So like because of that, because of that video and then also because uh, we did an interview with for the Star Tribune is yeah. that my brother and I will get like recognized in random places in the city now or in Minnesota. So like, that's so <laughs> crazy. And they're like, hey, can I get a picture with you real quick? I'm like, uh, yeah. So I'm like kind of stuff like or something. <laughs> but even like uh, like aside from that too like doing stuff with new native theater because they have a lot of people that go, like to go to theater 
Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, Fawn and I were in Ikea the one time and like we were looking at different um, couches or chairs and like this uh, couple walked up and was like, oh, you're that this the spirit from uh, the New Year Theater show, right? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, that's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today, we're chatting with Sam Soche Sampson, Muskogee Creek, Seneca. He's a performer, powwow and hoop dancer and musician, among many things. So, Sam, what projects are you working on right now? Right now is... uh... So we're still like kind of waiting for like this pandemic to subside. But mm-hmm. um, so I do like uh, finer as well. So I do a lot of painting and graphic design. So I kind of like trying to transition to doing more of that lately mm-hmm. uh, since there's not as many shows right now going on. So while doing that too, we also uh, are always looking forward to work with different communities that we know are, are very familiar with. So like that are close enough too. So I work with some of like the boys and girls clubs in the area to teach hoop or teach dance. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like right now, just uh, being that stay-at-home dad and yeah. uh, watching the little guy while uh, Fawn goes to work, and uh, <laughs> so we take turns and balance each other out like that. That's pretty great. So, Sam, before we say goodbye, uh, is there like a a theme throughout your work? Yeah. So, um, a thought behind it. Yeah, because like when I was like uh, working on my finals at Columbia, like my teachers uh, are were really impressed with like the cultural performances that I do, and they're. Mm-hmm. I was trying to find a way to bridge those into like my uh, visual arts. So like what I do is I take a lot of our um, imagery from our performances and that kind of influences the way, uh, the art that I do in a sense. So it's a way to create a visual piece off the performance piece in a sense. Mm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, thank you so much, Sam Sochi, for sharing. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. It's been a uh, great chat with you guys. Yeah. Ooh, any questions you think I, we should ask Fawn? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what you got. You got to go first. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ask her what her best live performance is because she's so shy about getting up in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> but she's amazing when you get her up there. It's just getting her to yeah. get up there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yes, we agree. Okay, cool. We'll ask her. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for sharing. And we wish you all the best in your artistry and all of that good stuff and making those murals at home and (laughs) beyond. (laughs) Yep. Thank you, guys. Oh, it's so nice speaking to a fellow performer. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) He's had his own uh, trials with virtual performances <laughs> can't get the claps can't get the mm. the applause after performing but you know he still does it that's so that's so great it, it just goes to show that I mean, if your family's artistic you know and if, if your family loves the arts it's gonna it's gonna proliferate it's gonna continue yeah and it's good to see that. and at least supportive too yeah you know Sam Sochi Sampson is Muskogee Creek and Seneca. He's an interdisciplinary artist and currently lives in Grand Rapids, Minnesota. And our next conversation is with Fawn Sampson, Sam Sochi's partner. And get this, they met while singing karaoke in Chicago. So that's pretty awesome. Nice. <laughs>
I'm Cole Primo. And I'm Leah Lem. Miigwetz for listening. Gigawabamen. Gigawabamen. Native Lights, Where Indigenous Voices Shine, is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. If there's someone you'd like to hear us catch up with, or if you have comments about the show, please send us an email at nativelights at ampers.org or find Minnesota Native News on Facebook or Instagram.